You talking about football? Yeah, football, NFC North. Now let's talk football. Welcome back, everybody. This is Headed North, the NFC North podcast, and I'm your host, Detron. Hey, guess what? This is a very exciting yet kind of emotional day for me. No lie. The divisional round is done, which means we are moving closer to the end of football season. But let me tell you, the Detroit Lions are still in the hunt. In the hunt for what, you might ask? A Super Bowl championship. Listen to me very clearly. The Detroit Lions are still eligible to win a Super Bowl. And it is late January. Oh, that gives me chills just thinking about it. Today's episode is all about two games. The Green Bay Packers taking on the San Francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, it's Tuesday by the time I'm recording this, maybe Wednesday when you're hearing it. So you already know the outcome of these games. But we're going to recap them for you anyway. And we're going to look forward to Sunday and the matchup to be. But before we do any of that, we're going to kick it over to our sponsors, the same sponsors we've had all season that have been so generous to tell you about their stuff, Off Rack Shop. So, Off Rack Shop, take it away. Our sponsor this week is OffRackShop.com. OffRackShop.com is an online thrift store. They have men's and women's clothing, shoes, accessories, and more. Usually about 300 items to choose from. So if you haven't already, check out our description for 15% off your next purchase at OffRackShop.com. All right, so we're going to get started with the Green Bay and San Francisco game. Now, coming into last week's game, which was the divisional round, there was some storylines floating around. San Francisco was coming in off of a first-round bye because they were the number one seed, so there's a chance they could be rusty. Green Bay is coming off the first-ever number seven seed to beat a number two seed since the NFL expanded the postseason. This is like NFL history, so Green Bay is rolling. They're coming in hot. Jordan Love's coming off of a nearly 300-yard passing game, three touchdowns against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. So this gave Green Bay a bunch of confidence going into this game. They're riding momentum. And the San Francisco 49ers were a 10.5 point favorite. Now that felt disrespectful. And uh, Matt let you guys know at the end of last week, he thought that was probably too much. And it was. Coming into this game, Jordan Love went 21 for 34, 194 yards, two passing touchdowns, one fumble, and then two picks. One of those picks was very costly for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones gave a complimentary 18 rushes for 108 yards. No touchdowns, though. The receivers came up a bit short in this game. Dobbs led the team in yardage, four catches for 83 yards. Reed had four catches for 35 yards. Bo Milton caught one for 19, but it was a crucial touchdown to kick off the scoring in the third quarter. In that same quarter... Green Bay scored 15 points on the San Francisco 49ers defense. Let me say that again. Green Bay scored 15 points in a quarter against San Francisco's defense. And they were leading going into the fourth, 21-14. to 14. At the start of the fourth quarter, 49ers kick a field goal. Moody connects for like 52 yards. Now they're down only four. 
McCaffrey gets his second touchdown late in the fourth quarter. There's just over a minute or so left, and that puts them up. Now they're up by three. On the last drive of the game, Jordan Love has a chance to win it for Green Bay. They got multiple timeouts. They got a minute and seven seconds left, and they need to just get in field goal range. If they get in field goal range, they could tie this thing and take it in overtime. If they score, they could win. But inexplicably, Jordan Love throws back across his body into the middle of the field, and he is picked off by Dre Greenlaw with like 50 seconds left in the game. They were on the Green Bay like 36-yard line. This was a real opportunity for Green Bay to put together a winning drive and walk out of San Francisco with more momentum than any number seven team has ever had ever in the postseason. But it was not meant to be. Dre Greenlaw picked that pass off from Jordan Love and essentially dashed Green Bay's chances to making it to the next round. But it was a great game for Green Bay through the first three quarters. But you got to play through all four. And unfortunately, Jordan Love just couldn't get it done at the end. Situational awareness, and I might I say like a lapse in judgment at the end of that game by Jordan Love, is what was a deciding factor in them coming out a winner from San Francisco. But, again, they played a really good game and played a really close game against a team that was supposed to be so much more dominant than them. I think this speaks highly or more highly of the Green Bay Packers than it does of the San Francisco 49ers, despite the fact that they got the win. And this game sort of highlighted some people's concern about Brock Purdy being this MVP winning candidate. I never was on that train, but there were a lot of people who were saying he should be, and there are probably just as many folks thinking that he's just a product of the system that is put around him. I think Brock Purdy still made plays, and again, he had to go down and get a final drive to score as well, so he put his team in a winning position. Brock Purdy played a really good game, Uh, but I think this was more indicative of the Green Bay Packers and their future being bright the way they went into San Francisco on the road as a seven seed and played a really tough game. But all of that doesn't get you to the next round. And I know it's a bit early. We haven't even got through this full season, but I want to mention that Jordan Love is now no longer under contract for the Green Bay Packers. They restructured instead of doing the fifth year option, they just signed him to a one year contract. So that one year, 22 and a half million was this year there's like a 99% chance that Jordan Love's going to be back as the Green Bay Packers quarterback. But if he isn't, you know what? We're not even going to get into he isn't. The way he finished out this year, he absolutely will be back as the Green Bay Packers quarterback for next year, and I'm going to say multiple years to come. But we move on from the Green Bay Packers because their season is now officially in the books. It's done. Couldn't get out of the divisional round. And we're going to move into the Tampa Bay versus the Detroit Lions game. Now, pregame, coming into this, Baker Mayfield and the Bucks are coming off of a whooping that they laid on the Philadelphia Eagles down in Tampa Bay. Uh, Baker Mayfield's looking like he got his swagger back. The pregame storylines were all about how number one pick has struggles, multiple teams, found a home in Tampa Bay, and he's been rolling as of recent. Other storylines, the Detroit Lions are getting their second or had their second playoff game at home in decades. And this is the first time it's ever happened in Ford Field to have multiple playoff games played there. The crowd was crazy. 
The Lions were a six and a half point favorite in this game. The story that I was looking for was how the Detroit's defensive front would handle the rush, which they've been handling it well all year, and how Tampa Bay's weapons at wide receiver would line up against this secondary who honestly gives up a lot of yards to top receivers. So predictably, Baker Mayfield threw the ball for a lot. He hit uh, Mike Evans eight times for 147 yards, a touchdown. Kate Otten, five catches, 65 yards, a touchdown. Godwin was less involved, four catches for 40 yards. Baker was 26 of 41 for 349, almost 350 yards. Three touchdowns, but two picks. One of those picks coming on his final drive, sealing the game as well. But on the flip side of that, Jared Goff, 30 for 43, 287, two passing touchdowns, two sacks, and no picks. It's a good game when Jared Goff does not throw picks. When Jared Goff can stay up and not get sacked, which again, he took two this game. But if he can go and not get sacked, not throw picks, Detroit is headed for a win. Uh, Gibbs chipped in nine rushes for 74 yards and a touchdown. Montgomery was less effective, 10 rushes, 33 yards. Amon Ra, 8 for 77 yards and a touchdown. Laporta chipped in 9 receptions for 65 yards. And Reynolds caught a touchdown as well. Big plays on Detroit's defense, though. Now, throughout the day, we've already mentioned Mike Evans got a lot of catches, a lot of yards. So the secondary was being worked just a bit. But they still came up with some really big plays. There was... Two sacks, uh, Melifanu actually had a sack and a half. Brian Branch got a sack out of the secondary. The defensive secondary were blitzing Baker and getting to the quarterback. Big play by Chauncey Garner-Johnson. And if you hadn't heard the news about the Lions and the Tampa Bay game before the game started, there was some back and forth in the media with Baker Mayfield and Chauncey Garner-Johnson uh, where he said they'd be a good team if they had a better quarterback. And Baker responded by saying he doesn't watch film because he's talking about players who haven't played all year. When Chauncey Garner-Johnson intercepted this pass, returned it back, he actually tossed the ball back to Baker Mayfield. It was a cool scene to see because there had been so much back and forth between those two prior to the game. On the final drive, Derek Barnes got his first ever interception. I think he took him like three years to get this pick. But he picks off Baker in the middle of the field, right on the seams, sort of telegraphed the pass, and it was intercepted uh, to finish out that game, close him out there in Detroit, and send Detroit into the championship round of the NFC. This was a back-and-forth matchup. I mean, the teams were well-matched. Through the first three quarters, they mirrored each other as far as scoring went. Uh, But the Detroit Lions were just too much in the fourth quarter, outscoring the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Lions are moving on to take on the team that I just got done telling you about, the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco for the championship game. Here's a little bit of history. Lifetime, the Niners are 39-28-1 against Detroit. And in their last 10 meetings, going back to November of 2001, the Lions have only beat the 49ers once. That was December 27th, 2015. The Lions won 32-17. to They had a record of 6-9 and at the time, and they were led by Matthew Stafford. Took on a Blaine Gabbert-led 49ers team who were 4-11 and at the time. 
But that game and all of the games within the last 10 years are not reflective of who these two organizations are today. This will be a completely different championship game for both of these franchises come Sunday. You're going to see some strength on strength as well. So this matchup where the 49ers rank third in rushing per game, they're putting up 140 yards per game on the ground. The Lions defense ranks second in the yards that they give up per game. They only give up 88 yards per game, second. So you're going to see some strength on strength happening there in Santa Clara. There are some other factors that could play huge part in this game, and that's injuries. 49ers could potentially be missing Debo Samuels. He went out with what appeared to be a shoulder injury in the game against Green Bay pretty early in the game and didn't come back. So we don't know if he's going to be available for this Detroit Lions game. And then on the other side of the ball, Detroit is missing Jonah Jackson, who got hurt in the previous game against Tampa Bay. You're also missing Khalif Raymond, uh, who was out last game in the previous game. Frank Ragnow and Anzalone were all questionable. So injuries could play a factor in this. The strength of the two teams certainly are going to play a factor in this. And really looking forward to the play calling on the offense. Both of these offenses can come up with some pretty interesting play calls. Want to see how Ben Johnson can solidify himself as definitely a head coaching. I mean, clearly he's already interviewing for head coaching jobs. But a win against San Francisco at San Francisco could do a lot to bolster him and the defensive coordinator's chances of becoming head coaches next year. So this is it. This is the Detroit Lions' chance to punch their first ticket to the Super Bowl. And it comes by way of having to beat the San Francisco 49ers in Santa Clara. This is the moment. This is the moment that I talked to you guys about back September 5th when I was starting this show and kicking off the season telling you that this could be Detroit's year to head to the Super Bowl. Well, this is it. This is the moment. And I can't wait. There's literally nothing that I would rather be doing at that moment than watching the Lions take on the 49ers. And hopefully they show up for the challenge. All right, team, that's it. But you know what we're not done with? We're not done with the show because we still got Matt going to tell you about spreading the field, how his picks worked out last week, and what you can look forward to with the two games coming up this week. All right, Matt, take it away. This is Matt, your resident Vikings fan, and this is Spreading the Field. Last week, divisional round, we had two NFC North opponents fighting for the chance for meeting in the NFC Championship, and we got close. Not quite there. NFC North went 50% in the games. We went 50% in our picks last week. Let's rehash the divisional round before we look ahead to the NFC and AFC Championship rounds. First game, we had Texans at the Ravens, Texans plus nine. I thought the Texans were going to keep it a lot closer. I knew the Ravens were good. I thought the Ravens would win, but I really thought the Texans would keep it within that nine points. They don't, though. Ravens win 34-10. A lot of promise in Houston with C.J. Stroud. I think they have a super bright future ahead of them, but the Ravens are looking dangerous going into championship week. In our second game, Packers plus nine and a half. Going on the road to San Francisco, this one I had less faith in that the Packers would win, but still thought the game would be close. And I I really thought through most of this game, the Packers had it locked up. Back and forth, the 49ers are just a really dangerous team, and they end up taking care of it in the end. 
49ers win 24 to 21 to advance, but the Packers cover that nine and a half point spread there. In game three, we had the Buccaneers coming up to Detroit to play the Lions minus six home favorites. And the Lions, man, they had me sweating. I thought this was going to be a lot bigger victory than it was, but in all reality, it's the playoffs. Most games are going to be close. And except for a couple of times where Mayfield just kind of got in his bag and was slinging it around, the Lions look pretty good on defense. Lions still win 31-23. They cover this minus six. They come through for us. And the Lions representing Detron and the Headed North podcast in the championship. So good luck to Detroit this week. Make it to the NFC championship. What a run for the Lions. I know that everybody talked a lot at the beginning of the year. There were a lot of doubters, but the Lions have got to the NFC Championship. One more hurdle to get through. And I don't know if everyone in the North is pulling for them. Seem pretty split on the Vikings side that I can see. But there's at least one Vikings fan pulling for you, Detron. And in our last game, we had the Chiefs plus two and a half at the Bills. I said take the Bills minus two and a half. I honestly didn't expect this game to be that close. I thought coming to Buffalo – The Chiefs have not looked good this year. They're not the same Chiefs they've been. This is the Bills' chance, and the Bills just don't capitalize on this. Some missed uh, passes, some close but almost plays that happen for the Bills. Chiefs end up winning this game 27-24, and our lock of the weeks were 0 for 2 in the playoffs. So maybe whatever my lock of the week is, fade that. Uh, But 50-50 on all the other games so far. So. Flip a coin, listen to my predictions. It's all the same at this point. Let's get into our two games this week. We're going to start with the NFC champion. We have the Lions headed to San Francisco as six-and-a-half-point underdogs. And a lot of this depends on if Debo Samuel plays. 49ers are a lot better team with Debo Samuel. I'm going to plan on that Debo plays. With Debo playing, I still think you take the Lions and the points here. Even if the Niners win, I think the Lions are explosive enough and a good enough defensive team to keep this game close. I think the Lions win this game, though. I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to get back there, make Purdy's life miserable. Without Debo, I don't know that you're going to see the Lions give up You know, 180 yards to Kittle. McCaffrey, he's going to have his out of the backfield, but I think the Lions answer back. I think Amon Ra, I think Gibbs, Goff, I think they go off for an offensive production. Give me the Lions plus the points. I think the Lions win, but just to be safe, we're going to take that plus six and a half. And in our second game, we have the Chiefs. Tell me if you heard this one before. In the AFC Championship versus the Ravens. Now, they're going on the road again, so... Patrick Mahomes had never played a road playoff game till last week, which means he's never played back-to-back road playoff games. So let's see if he can put two of them together. The Ravens' defense is one of the best in the league. I know it's Mahomes, but I'm still banking on the fact that the Chiefs do not look like themselves this year. Give me the Ravens to cover those three points at home with that defense they have. I think this is where Kansas City's weakness at wide receiver really shows through and the Ravens take care of business. My prediction, Detroit and Baltimore in the Super Bowl. Detron, that's my picks for this week. Lions plus six and a half. 
Ravens minus three. Good luck. Everyone in Detroit, we're pulling for you at the Head of North podcast. And until next time, skull. All right. Thanks, Matt. Definitely going to get the picks in. We're running out of time to make money in the football season. So if you got an opportunity, go and check out those spread picks. We're getting really close to the end, team. So if you're still here, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for listening to the show. And thank you for coming back all season. We'll be back next week. Whether the Lions win or lose, we'll definitely be back to tell you how it all worked out. If you come back next week, which I hope you do, make sure you've got your bags packed because we are headed north. I'm Detron. Peace. You talking about football? Yeah. Football. NFC. North. Now let's talk football.